Uh, Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 through 11. When they approached Jerusalem and had come to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied there and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, you shall say, The Lord has need of them. And immediately he will send them. This took place to fulfill what was spoken through the prophet. Say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, gentle, mounted on a donkey, even a colt, the foal of a beast of burden. Verse 6, The disciples went and did just as Jesus had instructed them and brought the donkey and the colt and laid their coats on them. And he sat on the coats. Most of the crowd spread their coats in the road, and others were cutting branches from the trees and spreading them in the road. The crowds going ahead of him and those who followed were shouting, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. When he had entered Jerusalem, all the city was stirred, saying, Who is this? And the crowds were saying, This is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. Let's pray. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless his name, all ye peoples. That's our desire, God. And I pray that you would just plant it in our hearts, the things from today that you want us to take with us. And Holy Spirit, we pray that it would take root and grow and bear fruit for the glory of the man Christ Jesus. And we just declare that there is one mediator between God and man, that man Christ Jesus. 1 Timothy 2, 5. God, thank you for that verse. Now please come and speak to us, speak to our hearts as we open them up even more to you. And Lord, help me to share. I want to thank you also for those who are helping with the children today and bless the children. We ask that them waving these palm branches around would somehow be used of you in such a way that they always remember how important this day truly is. In Jesus' name, amen. Years ago, my mother called me. She was upset. She was going to a Bible teaching church, but uh, the pastor was working through 1 Samuel and uh, she she called me and she goes, you know, the pastor's been teaching through First Samuel, but did you say anything about Palm Sunday today? And I go, absolutely. For whatever reason, that's just, I, people don't have to do it the way I do it, but that's the way that I've done it. If it's Palm Sunday, I bring a message about Palm Sunday. If it's Easter Sunday, I bring a message about the resurrection. You, you follow what I'm saying? If it's Pentecost Sunday, I bring a message about Pentecost that's the way God has rigged me and led me, I should say. And and she said, all he did was preach the next chapter in Samuel. And it upset her because she comes out of the, this rich tradition. And so I talked with her and I said, well, he really needs to preach what God gave him to preach. I mean, that's really it. And if it was first Samuel, you know, knock yourself out. So I'd like y'all to turn to first Samuel, if you would. Just kidding. <laughs> But yes, we talk about Palm Sunday. If Christians aren't going to keep this day important, who is? We we going to wait for commerce to do it? We going to wait till they start selling palm branches in stores at a cut rate? Now we'll 
or to somehow make it to where we send gifts to each other about it or candy or roses. Think about how much we let the commerce guide and direct our lives. I want the spirit of the living God to be who guides and directs my life. And I believe that's what you want also. What I want to say to you. Every Palm Sunday, God gives me something fresh to say. Never have I just gone back to the old filing cabinet and pulled out one of the old. Well, they won't remember this one. (laughs) A lot of them weren't here back then. So uh, praise God, the riches, the glory of the inheritance among the saints. How unfathomable are his ways. The word he gave me today for Palm Sunday is this. When they are singing to him, Hosanna in the highest, verse 9, laying those palm branches before him, they're actually singing the hymn, Psalm 118. Did you know that there's Christians who don't understand the book of Psalms is a book of song lyrics, S-O-N-G, song lyrics, and they're singing this song to him. And Hosanna in Psalm 118 is, save now, save now, son of David, save now. And uh, what it happened was it became this, this, this message of exaltation, Hosanna. Um, because of the changes in the, the translations. We do this. There are people going around saying hallelujah who don't have a clue that that means hallelujah. Praise Yah for Yahweh. They don't know what that means. Praise Yahweh. They're singing this song. And as it was pointed out by Mr. Henley later in the week, they're saying crucify him. Why? Because they don't like this king. How about you? What do you think about Jesus as king? What do you think about Jesus' leadership in your life? Do you go from just singing Hosanna one day to just complaining a few days later? This is what's called fickle faith. It's when our faith And our manner of rejoicing is dependent on the facts of life rather than on the truth of God. Psalm 118 is a psalm that says, This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. That is a wonderful verse to quote even when you are getting up out of bed. And even if you can't do this, do it in your spirit. Amen? Y'all want to see that again? I don't run out of time. Same book of Matthew. Would you turn over now to chapter 26 as we have remembered the Lord's Supper today? Verse 29. Matthew 26, verse 29. But I say to you, I will not drink of this fruit of the vine from now until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Verse 30, after singing a hymn. You see that? After singing a hymn, they went out 
to the Mount of Olives. What would he do at the Mount of Olives? He would find a place called Gethsemane. He would ask them to stay awake with him. He would kneel down and he would start sweating so profusely, so intensely, that the capillaries would break into the sweat glands and blood would literally come from his head while his disciples, his friends, just kept falling asleep. Because the spirit's willing, but the flesh is weak. They sang a hymn. If you know, this is it. It's all now behind me. Here I'm going. I'm going to be let down. I'm going to be deserted. I'm going to be disappointed. I'm going to be denied. I'm being betrayed. All of the everything that's been somewhat even enjoyable is now behind me. Here I go. Would you go out singing a hymn? And what was the hymn that they sang? Psalm 118. Psalm 118, give thanks to the Lord. The Lord is good. His loving kindness endures forever. He's singing the very song that they were singing to him when he rode in Jerusalem. Do you see? While he's riding into Jerusalem and they're singing that song, do you think he knew that he's going to be singing that song himself? And he's going to be fulfilling that song Psalm, and he's going to do it for a bunch of people who are not happy with his leadership. He's not the king that they want. He's not the king that they're looking for. They want more of a worldly type of a king who will give them what they want. Does that sound familiar? But before I even get onto that, I got to I got to start at the beginning. And the beginning is this. There are no doubt some people sitting here today or listening who will listen to this message who will not surrender kingship of their lives to Jesus. Do you follow me? But all the whole praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And have not bowed their knee to King Jesus. And I would just simply ask, why? What are they waiting on? And it really boils down to something called fear and control. I like to be in control. I want to be in charge of my own life. Somehow the person thinks that in some way they're going to do a better job with their life. And then maybe on their deathbed, because they got it all planned out, you know what I'm saying? Maybe on their deathbed they'll finally go, all right, Jesus, please just forgive me. I just want you to know I don't think Jesus is fooled by that. What is keeping a person from recognizing Jesus as their Lord and Savior? It's bottom line. We're afraid. We are the person. I know this because I was there. The person is afraid. If I really give it all up to Jesus, that means he's going to run it. And I have no idea how he's going to run it. And I would just say, stop and ask, how good is it going for you right now the way that you're running it? Because, man, in my life, it was nothing but a bunch of emptiness. And any amount of joy really wasn't joy. It was just a fleeting happiness based on what was happening. Getting up depressed, going to bed depressed, and all the alcohol in the world just wouldn't quite make it go away. Whoever made that up, that you can drink your problems away, whatever. What happened to me was, when I drank, they got worse. And then I added to them. The Addison police officers helped me with that. 
What are we afraid of? This king comes to you humble, gentle. He's mounted on a, a little foal of a donkey. And he's coming and he's saying, choose me as your king. Choose me as your king. I won't do you wrong. My mercy endures forever. My love is kind. It's loving kindness. And it's steadfast. I got steadfast love. I have tender mercies. He has what our souls need. And he knows it. And he lets them sing this song. And he goes out singing the same exact song because they're yelling out, save now, save now, Hosanna. They're yelling, save us. And the ones who are yelling it don't mean it. Do you mean it? Do you mean it? And so what happened to me is I just had to give it over to Jesus. I had to say, I'm not doing a good job with this at all. And Jesus, here you go. And when I did that, I died. I died. It's no longer I who live. It's Christ who lives in me. The life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. You tell me if you can find a better king, a better savior. I know a lot of people who don't like Christians. I know a lot of people who don't like the church. I don't think I've ever met anyone who doesn't like Jesus. And so I would just say, what are you waiting for? Would you today say the simple prayer, save me, save me. If you've drifted, today's your day to come back. Today is your day to get it right with Jesus. Save me, Lord Jesus. Father in heaven, I hope that I've said all that you want me to say today. So I just pray and ask Holy Spirit that you take these words and that you would touch whomever you want to touch with them. In Jesus' name, amen.